throughout my life, athletes have been people that I can look up to for a lot of things like guidance, like wisdom, like work ethic, not only in sports, but in my life. But there comes a time that role model persona that so many professional athletes and many more other people have, that, that can turn into a glorification of themselves. It can be hard for a lot of athletes not to get cocky all the time because all their life they've been told they're built different. So in today's episode, that's what we're really going to discuss and get to the root of, that glorification of athletes and how we as Christian athletes have to remember that we aren't bigger than anyone else in this world. Because as God's word says so often, we are to live like Christ did, a servant leader. How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and I hope that everyone had a great week, and I hope that everyone had a chance to listen to my last episode about God's view on sports, sports culture, and athletes that play the sports. If not, please go give it a listen and just let me know what you think. So, Today, I really just wanted to jump right into our discussion because it's a huge topic that can be used for and against athletes all the time, athlete glorification. What do I mean when I say this? Well, essentially, this implies that athletes and people that can throw far, hit hard, and jump high get special treatment over others, whether in college or even at the professional level. Why does this happen? Well, for a lot of athletes, I think it's hard not to get cocky when you have to show that confidence it takes to compete. But as my parents emphasized to me so much when I grew up, be confident, but don't let yourself be cocky. There's a big difference that I think a lot of athletes don't know how to differentiate. Today's episode may offend some people. I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of athletes listen to this podcast, and it may even make me question what I do on and off the field. It can be so hard to find the balance of always being the center of attention and trying to live the way Jesus did. He came to this world and he served others. He put so many others before himself, and in the culture that we're in, the me-centered culture, the prosperity gospel culture that isn't how we're supposed to live according to the world. But according to God, we're supposed to look to Christ as to how to live and not be glorified over any other man. It can be hard to have this mentality for a lot of athletes because all throughout their lives, they've been chosen first for pickup basketball teams. They've led their teams in scoring every night. And being that go-to person in clutch moments make the, makes them seem that they're an idol or a god. Having that constantly surrounding a person can make it seem like you're bigger than everybody else and you're on this pedestal because you put yourself there. That the world is yours. But in all honesty, God put you in that position. Having this mentality that you got to this point yourself is such a dangerous game and it's such a dangerous pathway to go down. 
there's been a lot of athletes in the past, even in the present, that have seen the ramifications that glorification of oneself can lead to. I don't think many people realize that there's been several serious offenses that athletes have gotten away with. Maybe not because they are going to help their team win, but maybe it's because of their name, image, and likeness. Maybe they knew somebody that just got them off the hook. They could have even paid somebody to get them off the hook. Oftentimes, if you're a football fan, when you talk about Ray Lewis, you'll talk about a longtime Baltimore Raven legend, an amazing football player, an insane, insanely talented linebacker, and even somebody that gave back to the community. But I don't think a lot of people realize that he was convicted of a murder in the year 2000, along with two other people. Although there were eyewitnesses and a lot of evidence against him, he got off with only 12 months probation after pleading guilty only to obstructing evidence. Now, whether he got off the hook because of lack of evidence or some underlying reason, it did make people question back then whether or not he got off just because he was a crucial piece of the Ravens' defense back then. Another athlete that I mentioned before on this podcast, actually, Daryl Strawberry, he was, while playing, a huge drug user, an alcoholic, uh, a womanizer, and although he thankfully found Christ and he's now an evangelical pastor and public speaker, in his playing days, he was absolutely out of control. And he will tell you that. I read Strawberry's book, uh, Turn Your Season Around, that recently came out. Throughout the book, though, he describes how bad his addiction problems were. And he even describes how he thought he was bigger and badder than any other player that played in the MLB at that time because he was such an amazing player. But eventually, though, that high came tumbling down because he soon realized that nothing compared to the Lord that he now serves. Nothing left him satisfied. I wanted to just describe these two men and their situations back then because these are just two of a plethora of examples that we've seen in the past and see today and we'll continue to see if we put athletes on a pedestal. As Christian athletes, we have to remember that we aren't bigger than anyone else in this world. Whether it's a a homeless person on the street or your biggest opponent on the field, we can't let ourselves seem too big for any person or any moment. This episode should convict people and it should convict myself because I know for me, I've, I've struggled with acting like I'm too big and bad for a team or a person and all the time that smacks me in the face because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bigger than any person or anything in this world. And as soon as people realize that they're not, when they give their life to Christ and see that what we do on this earth is so much bigger than anything sports can give us or the world can give us, it changes your life. It's been said time and time again that athletes, no matter if you're a professional, a college athlete, or even a high school athlete, you are role models to children across the world. 
so many kids look up to players like I have my entire life because they're so amazing and athletes are just so gifted with a ball in their hands. But one thing we can't let ourselves do is glorify these athletes that are just as imperfect and they're just as broken as we are. It's obvious that athletes aren't perfect in any sense. So making them idols in our lives can be so hazardous in our walk with Christ. We aren't meant to worship other gods apart from our God. And that includes people that maybe we have a distinct fascination with. It can be really easy to put athletes like Tom Brady, Serena Williams, and Michael Jordan on pedestals because, well, they've been on them their whole careers. I've been a fan of Mike Trout ever since he came into the MLB. He is one of, if not the best, baseball players in the world, and some of the things he can do on the field are just incredible to watch. But I can't let myself idolize him because... I want to do what he does. I can hope that one day, maybe I'll be like him, but Lord knows I'm not going to be. Striving to be like him is one thing, and like the athletes that we love to watch, but idolizing them is a completely different and harmful thing. In the last episode, we talked about idolizing sports and putting too much weight into the games and the teams that we love to watch. This episode, though, aims to show everyone that athletes are just as human as me and you. We can't let these athletes be more than the humans that they are because we're all going to fail and we're all going to mess up at some point. Since I've been making and editing this episode, I've kept track of how many athletes appear in the news and top headlines for a crime or an inappropriate tweet that someone makes or a fight that breaks out in the NBA playoffs, which seems to be literally every night. For example, though, Alex Caruso, uh, Los Angeles Lakers point guard, was arrested for possession of marijuana last week. And in the MLB, Trevor Bauer, a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, was convicted of a sexual allegation and was filed a restraining order against him. Letting athletes at the professional level have too much glory and free range to do whatever they want will only end in turmoil. And we see this every week and almost every day. I'm not saying all these things to stop anybody from watching sports because I love sports. Do athletes deserve their credit? Of course they do. But they aren't more important than anyone else in this world. And as Christian athletes, we have to remember that. Just because you scored 45 points or went 5 for 5 at the plate, you can't think that you're the stuff now. God gave you the abilities to do those things, and he can take them away from you just as fast. Being in the spotlight can change a person. Not only in sports, but for celebrities, musicians, and even political leaders. It can make you crave attention and seek approval from others. That spotlight that God gives you should be directed at Him. We shouldn't make everything about us because it isn't about us. This life isn't about us. Our soul, S-O-L-E, and soul, S-O-U-L, purpose in this life is to glorify God in all the things that we do 
and give God the glory no matter if we succeed or if we fail. I saw an interview one time of a guy that had just had an unbelievable performance of football and he's being interviewed after the game. He first says, first off, I just want to thank God. And then proceeds to talk about himself for five minutes. See what's wrong with that? Sure, he gave God a shout out, just like his mom or his dog. But he was so caught up in the spotlight, he just started rambling about himself and his accomplishments. God's just thrown into the discussion because it's the cool thing to do to thank God. Yeah, we should thank God, obviously, but we can't just throw him in there and then just move on and talk about what we did and how we scored so much and how we just helped the team win so much. Sports can provide people with a celebrity type status that not many people are ready for, especially for high school and college age players that they come from a humble background that didn't give them the spotlight and they had to work for what they had. One misstep, mistweet, or mishandling of yourself can send you tumbling down. In this in-the-know world, people will find a way to bring you back down to earth, I promise you. We've seen this so many times with athletes that gain fame from a great performance, then the next day they're being exiled for a tweet that they sent out 10 years ago. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen came under scrutiny right before he got drafted because He used a racial slur and a derogatory statement in a few tweets five years in the past. It can literally happen to anyone in this world that we live in now. As Christian athletes, we have to be really careful when gaining attention and publicity through the sports that we play. Yes, we need to give God the glory when this happens. But we also can't think about using inappropriate words and phrases when talking or posting. We have to be really cautious because we're under a fine microscope as Christian athletes where one wrong move can wreck your entire career. Not just as Christians, but as athletes. Athletes are going to gain attention. If you're good at your sport, you're going to be well-known. But how are you going to carry yourself? Are you going to be that one guy that shows up late to every class and slacks off when you're off the field? Or are you going to be that someone that has a Christ-like approach to everything in your life, not just sports. Being a servant leader everywhere you go, not just for your team. We're going to be in the spotlight at some point as an athlete, but we must draw the line when it becomes a glorified occurrence and redirect that to Christ. Again, I don't say all these things to make people not want to watch sports or follow their favorite athletes anymore. My love for sports grows every single day with the amazing plays I see and the acts of kindness that sports bring out in people. Sports have been around me my entire life and they'll continue to be because I love being around them. My favorite athletes are people that I do look up to. But what we can't let happen is for athletes that are humans just like us turn into gods among men. Even though they're freakishly strong and talented, they're not perfect, trust me. Christ was the only one to ever walk this earth without committing a sin. My encouragement for this episode, though, is for everyone to become a servant leader, a servant to God, 
a servant to our teams, our teammates, and everyone we're around. The attitude of always being about yourself will only lead down a road of heartbreak, corruption, and just disappointment if you let it. Christ served everyone he came in contact with, and that's who we strive to be like. Why should that change in athletics? You'll notice that once you put others before yourself, especially in sports, everyone around you will grow and succeed along with yourself. Having a selfish mindset will help no one, absolutely no one, especially yourself. There are a lot of Bible verses that talk about self-glorification and glorification, period. For example, 1 Peter 4.10 says, Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Once we change our mindsets from a glorification to a servant, this can also lead people to Christ because people will look at you in a new way and see that there's something different about you. Imagine having an entire team like this. It would change the way you see sports. It would change the culture of your teams. It would change the culture of the sports that you play. There are a lot of things that need to be changed in sports. But there's also, in my opinion, more amazing things that should be kept. Athlete glorification, though, has to be something that needs to be changed. As athletes who identify with Christ, we should always remind ourselves of the sacrifice and the love that God has shown us throughout our entire existence. Even though not everyone we play with and we watch are Christians, Showing them Christ through our actions and willingness to be a servant can go so much farther than anything we could say to them. Actions speak so much louder than words. I hope that everyone that listens to this also understands that this mindset is not limited to sports in any capacity. I've met so many people that work so hard and they don't want any of the credit, even though they probably deserve it. They understand that they work with people and with teams that deserve just as much credit, if not more. And obviously, they give so much credit to God. They've seen what people who crave the spotlight and glorification have done. And they understand that they're miserable. They they aren't satisfied with their lives because they crave something that they will never, ever receive. None of the glory that we can get in this life will ever be enough for us. Wanting the attention and the accomplishments that comes with sports and this world cannot satisfy us like God's love. As players, don't crave attention, please. And as fans, don't put your favorite athletes or your favorite teams on God-tier pedestals or idol pedestals. And of course, as Christians, give God all the glory. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the CFC Podcast. It's been such a blessing to share God's Word with everyone that listens to this, athletes and all. I plan to have a couple guest speakers coming within the next weeks, uh, so be on the lookout for that. But again, I just wanted to close the same way as last week by saying that no matter if you get something out of this or not, 
God loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. See y'all next time.